This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Look Through at your me. support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of Says Who. Stop yes, covering you me get, up. You get me and Maureen all over again. Who wouldn't want that? You get that if you give it the five or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, where you get an exclusive sticker designed by me for you. And it's great. Patreon.com slash says who. So when I when Dan does his spiel, I dance. And then yeah. he goes, I don't try not to like it. And then he puts up his hand to cover the so he can't see me. But yeah. the, the thing he doesn't understand is that that means I'm playing rent free in his head and I don't actually have to do anything. And he has to do all the effort. Well, the funny thing is, is I put my hand up, but I look at the notes, which are off axis mm. from the camera. And uh, partway through, I always have a moment where I go, why is my shoulder so sore? Mm. And then it's I remember, you're hold, oh, you're it's because I'm holding my hand up. So. Why? You're not in there. You're not in there, Maureen. Why don't forget you just, that it's happening. Why don't you just enjoy the dance? Because I have to say the words. Yeah, but there's nothing you can't. There's, is there a thing that says you can't enjoy a dance while saying words? Yes. All right. It's in the Bible. Wow. Yeah, I know. Dan, books. Yeah, speaking of books. Look, I finished one. About to. It's actually, I've turned it in at a very good time and we'll get to that. Okay, um, yes, we will. But uh, Nine Liars is coming. Sure is. Pre-order gift information coming. We haven't, we haven't developed it yet, but it's, it's, in the, it's in the pipeline of going to be developed. Fun. Um, uh, so I'm, uh, I'll be telling you a lot more about that. Box in the Woods, great summer read. Because we're, we're, we're almost in summer, Dan. We are days away. I know. I don't, you know what I busted some... out yesterday, Maureen? What? My inflatable <gasps> couch. Your, your couch, yep. It was great. So get yourself some books. Bookity book, book, book. You, if you want books, you could go to your local independent bookstore. That would be stop one. But if you don't have one of those, because not everyone does, or if you like the convenience of ordering books on the internet, you could go to kickbezosintheballs.org and order directly from us. We have nine liars available for pre-order right now over at our bookshop or elsewhere or other books or whatever you need. Kickbezosintheballs.org. While you're buying things on the internet, go on over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get mm, Says Who merchandise, including It's All Around You, our 2022 slogan, fitting in many ways, on t-shirts, a pillow, what do you need? Probably it's there. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Yeah, what is your largest uh, popcorn size? Is we it, don't do you have the sell bucket popcorn. Or... This is not right. a. It's not a thing that we sell. The menu is literally right in front of you. You can look mm -hmm. at it. The things that are printed there are the right. things that we sell. Okay. Um. That doesn't answer my question, though. The largest size would be 
do you have the bucket size? You know how sometimes they have the bags and then the buckets and then the refillable buckets? Oh, They're just, it's just did, I'm sorry. Did you say popcorn? Yeah. Yeah, we don't sell popcorn. I don't think that there's any fast food establishment that sells popcorn. If you would want popcorn pre-made, I mean, mm. you could just go to a grocery store and they they sell it. It's in the chip aisle. There's usually a couple of different companies that make some kind of popcorn. Sometimes it's flavored and things like that. Otherwise, the easiest way to get popcorn would be to go to a movie theater. Right. Because I'm going to need a lot of it. So actually, I mean, we don't even need the. Con My question was kind of pointless. All you have to do is kind of just shoot it directly. I'm going to open up the back window and you can just fill the back seat. Just pour it right in there and the trunk as well. I'd like to kind of just totally fill up the. Uh, I mean, I'm in here, but that doesn't mind. I, I have a little. I can tunnel my way out the window, get some air, and you can just kind of cover me up. It's really just like bubble wrap. So just pour it in there. I mean, and it doesn't seem it. safe to drive if you're surrounded by popcorn. Yes, it would likely help oh. you in case of an accident, but it seems like your movement would be inhibited in a way that would make it dangerous for other people on the road for you to be well, driving in a car full of popcorn. Just the back area. The driver will be, uh, I'll put up the screen so he'll be, um, you know, he'll be safe. What there, I don't even really want to know, but why do you need so much popcorn? Well, thanks for asking. And I also want to just say it's uh, incredibly good to see you, kid. Um, yeah, I mean, a real we're shining only light through a microphone. Look, it's um, you're a shining light in a dark time. You've always been mm -hmm. my inspiration. Okay, and um, I don't want to, I don't want to get too sentimental, but do you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I, I wish I could be, and I just to fly higher than an eagle. You're just saying song lyrics. You asked about the popcorn. Yeah, I, well, I regret that I did. Hmm. Uh, well, there's just a movie night happening. Okay. And, um, Usually and if you go to a movie theater, they don't allow you to bring outside food in, and that includes popcorn. So your best course of action would be to just go to the movie theater and buy popcorn there. Well, it's not at a theater, kid. It's a private uh, arrangement, so I have to bring the popcorn and uh, I was given one a choice. I could either be in charge of the popcorn or I could run Truth Social. So I, I went for the popcorn. It doesn't, those two things don't seem like they would involve the same skill set. Right. The popcorn is a little bit tricky to get that much popcorn. But um, I just, uh, look, you've got a deep fat fryer, right? We have multiple fryers, yes. We you make just, fries, right? we make chicken nuggets, mm -hmm. we deep fry the fish sandwiches, mm -hmm. we have a few different crispy chicken sandwiches that you could order. All mm -hmm. of those are prepared in the deep fat fryer. The apple pies also in the deep fat fryer. We have multiple things that we right. could deep fat fry for you, but uh, popcorn is not one of them also. It's not prepared via deep fat frying. We could work it out. I could actually get the dried stuff, right? That starts dry, and then I'll bring it here, and then you can put it in the deep fat fryer, and it's then not, it'll it'll pop. We'll put a lid gonna, over it somehow. It's not going to work that way. Cover it I up mean, somehow. It's in multiple for multiple reasons, mm. we can only put approved items inside the deep fat fryer. So Stephen got fired the other week because he put an unapproved item in the deep oh. fat fryer. Oh no! What was it? It was a shoe. I'll go get the dried popcorn and then we'll uh, I'll come That's in and we'll uh, we'll just put it in there. No, please drive through.
I have to work now to surprise him. I thought we were still discussing the No. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Don't just mm-hmm me. To says who? I'm just waiting for you to finish. This podcast. Remember, we were so orderly six years ago, 12 yeah. years ago, whenever we started. We had a rigid script. and We sure did. Now I, I dance my way through the intro. I try to uh, startle you with the introduction. Uh, can you finish, though? I don't want to finish. Uh, I, I like to start things. <laughs> 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 you do. To says who? Um, yeah. The podcast that isn't the podcast that's so tired. A podcast. I mean, it's nine in the morning. What? Yeah. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Warren Johnson. We are recording not at our normal time. No, it's bright and early. Bright yeah. and early, my time. Yeah, we usually record in the afternoon, and Dan is doing me a solid by recording in the morning. Because you things got lifey for Maureen Johnson. Now listen, you guys. I if you uh, over the um, the bonus episode this weekend, um, if you haven't heard the bonus, this is one I might recommend. If you only want to pop in, spend the five dollars for the Patreon, and listen, you can you can just listen to them all, and then pop out. <laughs> It's true. But you will have the story of my um, how I decided to clean my vacuum cleaner. <laughs> so it doesn't sound exciting. <laughs> yeah, correct. But it <laughs> it takes some surprising turns. It does. I, I update. It smells weird. Now, all uh, I took really, out. Really I re- weird. I repel. The thing is, it shouldn't. All the plastic parts are dry and I've replaced all the filters. So there's no soft parts that were in there. If anything, it should smell great, but it smells weird. But anyway, we're not going to get into my weird vacuum story. I mean, the the TLDR is that she filled her vacuum cleaner with water. It sounds stupid when you put it like that. It sounds like I'm an idiot. When you say it like that, it sounds like I'm an idiot then, as opposed to someone with a great idea and and a job to do. I'm a little bit worried that people listening right now will think that the things getting lifey part is that you electrocuted yourself with a no. water-filled vacuum. So we no, should if only. maybe maybe move. You did so, not, in fact, electrocute yourself with a water-filled vacuum. I'm very honest with you guys now. Uh, I tell you what's what. And um, my dad is a little bit of a clown car in terms of just like adventures. He... You tell my, my dad zigs where everyone else zags. And um, he, if he's, if he's told one thing, well, he's like, now, if you do this, this will happen. So don't do it. He instantly does it. It's just like a, in fact, just this Sunday, I was saying that basically I am the product of an incredibly, incredibly cautious person and an incredibly incautious one. Yeah. And I don't meet in the middle. I just go from pole to pole very rapidly. (laughs) Um, so my father has every, every, he has everything. He has everything. Yeah. And uh, he got COVID at the casino back in uh, September. And um, he has long, he has long COVID from it. And he, he's been weak. His legs have been weakened by it. He keeps yeah. falling over. He is falling over nonstop. And my mother, the nurse has been trying like her best to keep him from falling 
And she's like not sleeping to like keep it like it's not great. But yeah, she said, you have to use your cane. Like when you I'm really I'm real intelligent tells you guys because I'm a little bit like it's you. I trust. I trust says you, you know. Yeah. My dad doesn't know what podcasts are. It's fine. But the chances of him, if he finds this, that'll be really exciting. Um, <laughs> means that a lot of it means a lot of advances have been made. So <laughs> he just doesn't. She's like, if you use this cane, you will reduce your chances of falling. Yeah. So that means my father will not use it. Perfect. He was using it for a little bit because he was falling like three times a week. He thought he broke his hip the other week. It turns out he, he just hurt his hip. But the other night she heard thump and she went up and he went to use the bathroom and he didn't use the cane and he fell over and he broke five ribs and his collarbone. Jesus Christ. And he broke some of the ribs in multiple places. So I'm really just laying it out, you guys. Um, you're hearing the voice of someone who's a little bit like, okay. My dad is in the hospital so much that I'm thinking about getting a special ringtone for it. So, oh, no. um, uh, so I get a call from my mom. And because it comes at 1030 on a Sunday morning, I'm like, oh, he's in the hospital. That's what that means. Oh, no. Because normally she would either be at church or watching church on live stream. And I yeah. like, what's how? And I was like, what happened? She's like, well, we have a situation. I was like, okay, what, what's he in the hospital for? And she said he fell. He broke all these bones. And because of... The collarbone and these ribs, they have to make sure he doesn't get pneumonia because they have to make sure he does his respiratory exercises. So he was first admitted to the ICU and now he's on a regular floor. And uh, he's pretty messed up. <laughs> laughing because I'm just shaking my head. He's also a really bad patient. He's very combative and um, uh, uh, contrary. I've had to sit on my father before to keep him from checking out of the hospital and getting on a bus to come home. So one time I, I, one time I sat on him, he said he wasn't having a heart attack. The hospital disagreed. He was going to check himself out. Hmm. And I sat on him and it turned out he was, so it was a pretty Weird. good decision. <laughs> anyway, I am going to Philadelphia. I was supposed to be going, uh, in about in a couple days for a visit. Uh, but I'm going now I'm taking Dexy. I had to get my the guy that drives us. I was like, "Hey, can you pick us up early?" <laughs> Gotta go down. It's broken Jesus. all these bones, so I'm I'm leaving uh, in uh, like two hours after this. So, um, Jesus. And she, Dexy, can't be in the house with him because oh. he like it could knock him over. Right. So I have to basically skedaddle. So I'm gonna go see him in the hospital. I'm gonna help. We're gonna get a, a hospital bed in, and we're gonna clear mm -hmm. out this front room and put in a hospital bed and. He's probably going to have to go into some sort of like the hospital rehab wing. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get him into that for when he's discharged from the floor to go down there so that he gets some mobility back. He probably won't want to go and then I'll have to go and sit on him. So um, a lot of my job is sitting on my I <laughs> I get called into service every day. <laughs> so there's a lot of it's like I'm constantly wrangling a bag uh. of snakes. So, uh, so Dan very kindly said, I was like, can we do it a little bit differently on I have my car? The car is coming. Uh, I have a, I, there's this great guy named Tony and he, um, he runs a canine car service. Yeah. And, uh, we've been using him for years and that is how I get back and forth from Philadelphia. He comes with this minivan and we all hop in the back and 
That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's the what he does. When you don't have a car, you have to find out ways of getting places. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's my story. What's that yours? That is a story. That is a story. Well, Maureen. long, Holy long COVID is real. Um, long oh, COVID yeah. really hits people, and he has really not been able to stand since having COVID. That is fucking wild. So. Uh, well, I uh, the last time we spoke on the main feed, I was still waiting to take a PCR test after being exposed to COVID while unmasked at the University of Chicago. Hang on. <coughs> COVID. Oh, oh, it's oh. not. It's uh, early enough in the morning that my allergy medicine has not fully kicked in. Mm, yet, so I have so uh, my allergy situation. But and I know that for certain. Because uh, while last week I was still uh, waiting to take a PCR test, on Wednesday I took a PCR test. It took a long time to find one, Maureen. Jesus fucking Christ. We have not made it easy in this country. I think that some places like New York City, it's still fairly easy to get a PCR test. But uh, in the Chicago area, it was a it was a hustle. I had to drive around for a while. The first place I went... Uh, by the time I got up to the front of the line, they were like, uh, we're scheduling for late in the afternoon. And I had and it was, you know, early in the morning. Um, so I finally got one and I am covid free, which is Yay. great. But uh, and so we were finally able to stop our isolation and masking in the house and eating in shifts. I got to eat a hot meal. It was fun. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know I got to eat a I got to eat warm food instead of waiting till everyone else is done. The problem with waiting for everyone else to finish eating when you have a six year old is that they take forever to fucking eat. So by the time by the time the little one was finally done and I could eat, my food was always stone cold. It's fine. It's fucking fine. But Maureen, a lot of people do have covid right now. Yeah including uh, a fair number, says Whovians and their families. We're thinking about all of you. We're hoping about for good and easy recoveries. But New York City, where you are, mm. is uh, announced yesterday that they are about to announce that they are moving to high alert. The case numbers are the highest since January over there. The Teens High School just announced uh, late Sunday that they are re-implementing their mask mandate for the last two weeks of school, which was a bit of a surprise. The teen left school yesterday and sent us a photo with the text, well, this is never good. And there was like two news crew trucks outside <laughs> his high school. <laughs> so it's made news all over Illinois because I think it's the first high school to do it. <laughs> yeah. The level of awareness is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's not great right now, COVID wise. Everyone seems to be getting it. Yeah, it's very, very high here in New York. Yeah. Oscar is usually way on top of these things, but he's been so busy. He wasn't aware. And I was like, I think you because he goes in part time. Yeah. They're never really full, but they are in a little bit. And I was like, you may not. Like, people may not want to come in at, at all for a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. It's again like you open the door a crack and COVID look, and you see the eyeball of COVID looking at the back at you. Yeah, so. it's, uh, it's not great. So, back when the CDC sort of changed up uh, 
one of the things that they changed was the way they measure or their 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 data and how they consider high low medium and high levels on their mapping it's now based on hospital admission used to be based on case rates and um the case rate map still exists. It's just not their their main map anymore. And somebody just the other day linked to the case rate map, and it basically looks like you know uh, any other high moment in in uh, in COVID where most of the country is now red. Right. So that's fun. It's a lot of fun. The other day, Dan, I got on the elevator, and uh, I, I put you know I'm wearing my mask, my pink KN95. And five, uh, I guess five neighbors uh, got on with me. And um, none of them were wearing masks. And some of them were kids. Fun. Fun. And they were all in the middle of a conversation about how everyone they know has COVID. And they're like, yeah, everybody's got it. And then some of them were, and they're like, and the woman was like, yeah. And when I had it, it was so terrible. And the guy's like, yeah, I had it. It was awful. And (sighs) it's so terrible. And the kids are like, yeah, everyone in my school has it. And I'm the only one in the elevator with the mask. And I feel like I'm in a skit, you know, I'm just standing there masked like a big pink beak on just eyeballs sticking out above it, just watching silently going. But but, okay, sure. I mean, look, let's do this. It's fine. I mean, what could, how could, you know, what's the point really? So, so I obviously, you know, I tweeted this and then obviously I got a couple Edgelords tweeting back at me and someone's like, Fine. well, maybe if you didn't take the elevator, it's like, you know oh, what? Yeah. That works. I look, man, I would love not to take the elevator, to be honest with you. The elevator, the elevator has been the death trap throughout this thing. <laughs> but I live in New York City, which means I live up. Yeah. And I'm carrying three. I do everything on foot. I'm carrying three heavy bags of groceries back from the store. And the only way to get them to where I'm going is to get in the box. Yeah. Get, that's the only way. Get in box. <laughs> that's gotta, only way. Get in box. Only way is get in box. <laughs> yeah, that's not, uh, that's not helpful advice. No. Someone's like, oh, well, that's the normal mask, anti-maskers, etc. And I find that my, (sighs) I'm not even mad anymore, Dan. I'm just, (laughs) you know what I mean? Just kind of a free-flowing, like, okay. All right, you fucking edgelords, who cares? Just. Yeah. I just just, block with reckless abandon now. Just dry up and blow away. Just, ugh. Yeah. Well. In good COVID news. Oh, good. I was hoping for some. There are more free tests available from the post office sent to you. This time, instead of four, they're sending eight whole tests. Get them today at covid.gov slash tests. They'll send them to you unless you live in one of the many exempted things like somebody today who is like, I live in a place that is zoned both work and uh, residential. And so the post office doesn't believe that I should get tests. Good. Glad glad we're on round three and there's still those problems. But you can get eight if you don't live in an exempted situation. You can get eight sent to you. Get it. Get it. Get it. 
get it. Also, you can get paid back for your the eight tests that your insurance is required to uh, reimburse you for per month as well. Yeah, I mean, some place, some insurance companies even have a deal with a pharmacy. And you can just, if you go to like the, um, if you go to the pharmacist, you can get them. They'll run it, your insurance card. But not my insurance. I filled out a form back in, I don't even know. February or March or something? I still haven't gotten that money. I I got the check. Did you? Yeah. I wanted I to see not. if it worked, and it did. Got the got the $95. Yeah. I have not gotten that check yet. And, and last week, I went off and bought more because we were running very low. And so I need to send another reimbursement form that maybe I'll get. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But Maureen, that's not all. The FDA is expected, maybe even today, to announce that a boost is available for 5 to 11-year-olds. Mm. Yeah, very very soon. The thing I read today said it may be as soon as today, Tuesday, uh, which is exciting for someone like me. My kid will be getting boosted real fast, but parents of under fives are still stuck in hell waiting. Maybe it's next month. Still nobody knows. So... Uh, if this all feels more like we're gearing up for another hot COVID summer, that's because we are. Year three. Year three. And uh, yesterday, the New York Times reported yesterday that what everyone has been guessing at the last couple of months or personally experiencing in the last month or so is true. The novel coronavirus has become more adept at reinfecting people. According to the New York Times, quote, already those infected with the first Omicron variant, so that would be December, January time here in the U.S., at least are reporting second infections with the newer version of the variant, BA2 or BA2.12.1 in the United States or BA4 and BA5 in South Africa. People, according to this article, people may go on to have third or fourth infections even within this year. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It's just... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, it's... Uh, quote, if we manage it the way that we manage it now, it's hilarious to think that we're managing it now, uh, then most people will get infected with it at least a couple times a year, said Christian Anderson, a virologist at the Scripps Research Institute in San Diego. Quote, I would be very surprised if that's not how it's going to play out. Good stuff. Good stuff. The vax and the boosts do help. They do help reduce the possibility of hospitalization and death by a whole bunch. But at this point, they are not a they are not a hard wall against this shit. Well done. That's that's uh, great. Anyway, it's remember it's all around you. So it is. Um, yeah. Also, good to remember that uh, you are actually contagious before you have symptoms and before you test positive. So. You really should uh, act if you have been exposed in a way that you know you've been exposed. You should probably act like you may have it until you know otherwise. That's what we did. It's not fun, but uh, yeah, not great. But you can get free tests. Where were we in May 2020? I mean, in May 2020, we were still washing our fucking mail. 
Yeah, I was just trying to remember. I was just trying to remember. May 2020 was um, right around when some states began to loosen up. We were eight uh, weeks in, Dan. Yeah, but, um, but you know, for many people, including you know us, we were still washing mail, washing groceries. We didn't know nothing, and we know a lot now. Yeah, the best thing we know is that we could should be wearing masks. <laughs> so, good thing we're not doing that. The CDC today, by the way, changed their flight guidance, their domestic flying guidance. Not reinstating masks, but uh, encouraging people to take a test before they fly. (laughs) No more than three days before you fly. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. Dan, in the beginning, when they went, were all, were, how many flights were canceled in the beginning? Was it all flights? Was it basically everything or? Well, it was. Internationally was was heavily slowed. It wasn't everything. I don't think there was ever a point where they just full on you couldn't fly from point A to point B, but it was a lot. And you had to be tested, right? To get on a plane in the beginning? No, there were no tests. That's right. There the, were no, I mean, there were I no tests. Re- I just can't yeah. remember. Well, there was something. There was there was testing, but they were extremely limited. It, yeah, it was really, really hard to get tested. Yeah, it was basically impossible to get tested. New York had the most tests, but uh, but yeah, it was extremely hard. You sure didn't have to be tested to fly. Absolutely not. Um, I forget that I live in a chaos center sometimes. That like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember back early, it was very, very like, you know, some states would be able to run like a hundred tests in a day and New York was running like, you know, 10,000. It was like, how is this working? I forget that I live on the corner of chaos, madness and lunacy. So it's just, but you also couldn't get tested here. And every, like, it was just there. I mean, it was a drop, it was a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Also, you didn't want to get within a hundred feet of those testing sites. Yeah, exactly. They were like just if you, a big old... If you walk near the testing site, you had already lost the game. The funny thing being, that version of COVID at this point is like, was like a slow moving, very slow moving vehicle. Now we're on like bullet train COVID. I think it was what? The, the, R, the R rate, the like transmissibility rate of original COVID was like R1.5 or R2 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And I think that BA2 is something around R15. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah, it's not great. It's not great, but let's shift gears more. All right, let's do that. Let's talk about movies. Do you like movies? I, I, yeah, I do like movies. Yeah, you like but- them? Yes, but I well, okay. You've, yeah, you've been to some movie premieres, right? I've been to a couple, not too many. I've been. What I've have been, you been to? Uh, I was at. Well, certainly, well, let it snow. Paper towns. Okay. Um, I've been at screenings, but I, the only premiere I think I was at was uh, Paper Towns. You weren't. Le- you weren't. Well, you flew out well, to. 
To, oh, Let to, It Snow. Yeah, I was yeah. at the premiere of Let It Snow, but I yeah. don't think that counted because it was. It counts. It was, Did you get dressed up? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was mean, there I was, a step and repeat that you got photographed in front of? I was. Rep- I was. Yes, I was. See, you were at a movie premiere. Was it nice? I mean, maybe that was the only time I've been on a step and repeat. So, you know. There you and go. And let me just tell you how much the journalists at that step and repeat were not interested in yours truly. <laughs> how much? Oh, just openly rolling their eyes. <laughs> Only one of them openly rolled their eyes, but like the, a couple of them were play. Like, oh, the authors get a picture with the authors and the actors and the producers and stuff. And uh, but this one woman, my my publicist was like, "Hey, you want to ask the author some question?" And this one was like, ah, "Who are you?" <laughs> I was like, "I, you don't have to. Like, it's <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about me." See, my I'm always the person. that's like you know you don't have to talk to me. And my agent and Public stores. This they do. They do have to talk to you. I'm like, look, you don't have to. I can come up. With it was nice, though, right? It was nice. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I want to tell you a story, Maureen. Okay. From Politico this week. All right. Headline: like- What's the hottest spot to debut your 2020 election conspiracy film? Oh, Mar-a-Lago, of course. Hmm. Written by Meredith McGraw. On a warm evening in May. I'm not going to like this. A small galaxy of MAGA stars in tuxedos and floor-length gowns stood around a pool sipping cocktails, eating plates of risotto, and clinking champagne glasses under perfect palm trees. They'd gathered there at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club, not for a campaign fundraiser or, or a holiday affair, but rather for a glitzy film premiere. Dinesh D'Souza, the conservative provocateur, was releasing his documentary, 2000 Mules, the most recent addition to the canon of right-wing conspiracy flicks, questioning the well-established outcome of the 2020 election. And for the first formal viewing, he had chosen the site dubbed by the 45th president as the Winter White House. In doing so, D'Souza joined a growing list of those dabbling in MAGA film noir to turn to Mar-a-Lago for their coming out party. Trump's private club has become the groomman's Chinese theater for the Hollywood-hating crowd. Just weeks before D'Souza's debut, debut, a slew of Trump allies, friends, and conservative figures flew down to Palm Beach Estate for the showing of the documentary Rigged on the 2020 election. And uh, also Matt Schlapp, chair of the American Conservative Union, debuted his own documentary, Culture Killers, The Woke Wars, on cancel culture poolside at Trump's club. Come on. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, Let me get to. (sighs) Here we go. For the 2000 Mules premiere. By the way, the premise of this film seems to be that there were 2,000 people that muled fake uh, ballots into the states that Trump lost closely. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Sure. For the 2,000 Mules premiere, there was a sea of famous faces. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene chatted with former Trump lawyer Jenna Ellis holding an American flag bedazzled clutch. Conservative commentator Dan Bongino huddled oh. with Devin Nunes, the CEO of Truth Social. Come on, Dan. 
A few yards away, this one is the one where I got a little sick. A few yards away, Kyle Rittenhouse, oh. the teen-turned-conservative icon who was acquitted for killing two men during 2020's protests, was circled by excited guests. And on the sidelines, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow founder and champion of some of the more outlandish election fraud theories, gave an animated interview to a conservative media outlet. Mike Flynn was there. Rudy was there. Bernie Carrick was there. You're just punching me in the face now. Yeah. They grabbed food from a steaming mini buffet of hors d'oeuvres and sipped on their drinks. At one point, a blonde guest exclaimed, she was in a movie. As a woman walked by the red carpet, it was, in fact, a real-life actress, Christy Swanson, who was most famous for starring in the 1992 Buffy the Vampire Slayer film. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And has since spoken out about anti-conservative bias in Hollywood. Another 90s star, Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules on TV, was given a prime spot for the screening behind the faces of D'Souza's documentary, Dennis Prager and Sebastian Gorka. Yeah. You know, not for nothing, Dan, the 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 big story. And I, I hate phrasing like that, but it's, you know, the a major story of this week. Is that a. Um, a white supremacist terrorist. Committed a mass shooting. Yeah. In Buffalo. Indeed. Now. Got a lot of mass shootings around here. This is our uh, regular jam. This yeah. one is a uh, straight up Nazi child. Indeed. Uh, Rittenhouse along those lines. Oh, yeah. Very politely arrested. Mm hmm. Um, it's not good. I don't know what my point is, Dan. I just find myself, it, it, it's just, there is no point. There is no. Justice? They're, it, they're just Nazis, Dan. They're just. Yeah. They're just white supremacists. And they're just, and that, that kid is a, is a murderer. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I'm trying, Dan. I'm trying. I'm trying to try. It is truly it- insane to me to think about the collection of people, including Kyle Rittenhouse, including, you know, multiple people heavily involved in the insurrection and attempted coup, all just putting on tuxes and flying down to Mar-a-Lago every now and then for yet another absolutely insane video made to yet again relitigate the 2020 election like just the worst people in the world all holding like shitty prom for each other and we only over have, and over and over again we only have two years before these clowns are back i mean we, we have, only have oh, less less time than that yeah, yeah much less time than that yeah. for when they start really running right you know, we have the destruction of Roe that's coming. We have yep. the outright murderers, racists. They just, they're, they're not even, dis- it was a, 
And this is a direct result of the Tucker Carlson. Like it's a, it's not a, yeah. it's not a leap. It's a, no. this happened and then this happened. It's one plus one. Um, yeah. So that's not great. And um, so I guess, you know, a lot of this podcast has been about coping. Yeah. But what if we didn't cope and we just tore it all down? <laughs> I like it. No, I mean, I'm really, in. like, it's actually time to tear it down. It's long been time to tear it down. And I realize just because I'm late to the party doesn't mean it's just coming up now. You know, <laughs> just, yeah. just because I'm a dummy um, doesn't mean everybody is. Yeah. Because um, the Democrats aren't going to do shit, are they? Mm, they might say some strongly worded press releases. But yeah, they're not going to do shit. It's not okay, great. We have two choices. Okay. We tear it all down. Mm-hmm. We go full cult. Yeah. I know we have a community, but where the cult difference is that you completely seal yourself off and just develop a new reality. Yeah. I think a commune has to deal with some version of reality, but a cult says we're also just going to change reality. I mean... The description of that film night mm, is cult. Is a cult. Oh yeah. Like they literally just keep creating new propaganda films. Propaganda films to reinforce the mm-hmm. tenets of their cult. Yeah. And that's the key is you must reinforce. You must repeat and refresh your stories and refine your stories and double down your stories. Yeah. This is not the point, Tim, but risotto? Yeah. (laughs) I had that same reaction. Risotto does not seem like a good eat and walk kind of food. A couple things about risotto. First of all, when you are, uh, oh, oh, just got a little emergency alert. New York going to high. Bing bong. Um, (laughs) Risotto is the, when you're vegetarian, uh, it's what they give you. Risotto. It's what's for dinner, but it's often not risotto. It's just like weird rice. Yeah. It was like that time I was, we landed in England really late and there was only one restaurant open where we were like, we just wanted anything like piece of bread, anything. And the only place open was this super fancy, uh, hipster restaurant where they had like actual animal heads on the bar, like on the grill area. Mm -hmm. And they served like jugged hair and shit like that. Okay. And it was all like weird meat, weird meat, fancy, fancy, jus, foams, blah, blah, blah. And then the very bottom of the menu, the last, all these descriptions of their meals were five paragraphs long. And the last thing on the menu just said vegetarian dish. <laughs> and that's all it said. And I good, said, that's a good sign. And I said, I guess I'll get vegetarian dish. And they, they're like, it's a re- delicious risotto. And I was like, of course it is. And so they brought it over and it was literally plain rice with peas in it. Mm. It was it mm. was an absolute fuck you because this was a fancy restaurant. Yeah. So it was a deliberate like we don't want you here. Yeah. So that's all besides the point. Real risotto is a delicious delicious food, but it is hard to cook, but I'm, I'm imagining it's good in batches, but it's also like 
it's Florida sun. It's already um, 85 degrees. Yeah. It's muggy. And you know what you really want in weather like that to carry around is a bowl of hot, sticky rice. Yeah. Mm. Not delicious hot, sticky rice like in the Thai, like sticky rice and mango, yeah. which is the greatest of desserts. It's true. Oh, my God. I, even thinking about it, just like that gives me the shakes thinking about sticky rice and mango. Sorry, I just said the word sticky rice and mango. My brain looking for relief was like sticky rice and mango. Is it you around just, here? You just reminded me that uh, at some point in the pandemic, it must have been when we started going back to the grocery store mm. instead of getting our groceries delivered. Uh, I started, I got very excited going back to the grocery store. It was a, a very, very exciting moment. And uh, our it corresponded with our grocery store having cases of mango for $5. And I was like, I am buying and eating all of the mangoes. Mm -hmm. And I bought and I ate all of the mangoes to the point that I developed a mango allergy. Oh. And now I am allergic to mango. Oh my God, what happens? Uh, so, well, apparently... Mango is a member of the nightshade family. Mm -hmm. I can see that, yeah. And so there is a level of toxicity in it. Mm -hmm. And that toxicity is mostly in the skin. And the way yours truly was eating his mango was to, you know, to slice a thing and then do a little cross, mm -hmm. you know, like cut it into... So you, you cut it in a way that like you could cup a side of mango in your palm, right? Gotcha. And then you cut vertical lines across it into the orangey flesh part, not the skin part. Uh, and then horizontal lines across it so that the skin is still there. And then you pop it inside out and you get a bunch of little squares that you can then just eat the right. whole thing. And by the end of it, you're rubbing the skin part all over your face. Ah, Okay. And so I started being like, man, it's weird because it's it's summer. And my lips are really chapped. I'm like, what's going on? And then they just kept getting worse and worse. Meanwhile, I'm just like, oh, I'm so sad that I have bad chapped lips. I'm going to eat more mango. Blah, 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 to the point that my whole face was just like this one red big thing. I think I, I have since eaten mango sand skin mm. in things. And I've not had a problem, but yeah, it was bad. Anyway, yeah, that's beside yeah. the point. Just use a speed peeler. Just peel it. I think that it's still, though, like it's the, it's the skin issue, like near the skin issue, at least for me. But mostly, I think I shouldn't eat, uh, you know, a case of mango in a couple of days. Disagree. It was great. It's it was like, a great moment, but it was The watermelon's going to be back soon, Dan, and that means yours truly, that's all I eat. From about late May until September. Mm. I can eat a watermelon by myself in a day. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I go through a couple of weeks. One of the things that I miss the most about traveling for work, because most of my work brought me to Los Angeles in the last few years, or the pre-pandemic last few years, and uh, all of the fruit carts on the, on the street... In well, the then, LA area. You don't have to worry about that here. We have a mayor who, if you try to sell mango in the subway, uh, they will arrest you. That's true. God damn you. We've gone a long mango, way from risotto so, at Mar-a-Lago. Well, we don't want to be there. That's true. We don't want to be there, Dan. And I'm 
really advocating for the cult now. I think it's time to up our game. I, mean, I think we've been thinking too small. I think that you, not all cults you are bad. That there were two possibilities. One was getting the fuck out, right? And the other is jo- is starting a cult. But why not both? Well, not getting the fuck out, like ripping it down, staying where we oh, are, right. but ripping it down. That's what I meant. And we could do both. We could. I don't know. Tear cults, it down and start a cult. No, cults take up. I love. I love cult. I am a, one of those people that everything about cults. I read it. I watch it. Uh, always. I. I want to know everything. Yeah. One thing about cults is they take up all your time. That's a function and feature of a cult. It's a feature, not a bug. They take up your time. Your days are full when you're in a cult. Okay. That is part of it. You're you're never not thinking cult. You're never not doing cult. You're always a our cult, they're not all predatory. So we'll make sure in our cult you get a lot of sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna get a lot of sleep. I like that that's the difference. Well, in a lot of cults, they sleep deprive you. They do, they'll do a couple things. They'll sleep deprive you. They'll uh, reduce your, especially your protein intake. So you won't eat, get enough to eat or enough to yep. sleep. Yep. And uh, they'll control your access to the outside world and media, which is, again, no one's going to complain. So that's going to be the first thing we do. And I think yeah. everyone's going to be fine with that. Oh, yeah. We just have to make sure we don't go bad. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Not to interrupt, but so far, earlier in this very podcast, I said that New York was about to announce that they went to high. And then you got the alert that New York has moved to high. Yeah. I also said that the FDA was about to announce boosters for kids 5 to 11. Breaking news. The FDA authorized booster shots for children 5 to 11. Don't well, think I'm not fucking signing up for that shit in seconds. Do it right now, Dan. Uh, usually it takes a minute for like the CVS website to do react. It. Do it. Do it. Food and Drug Administration authorized booster shots. Boop, boop, boo. I you wonder guys- when they're going to open uh, double second boost. For people under fifty that don't have uh, don't have uh, some level of immunocompromise, that's what I would like. I'd like the teen to get it. I'd like to get it. I don't know when that's happening. Hello, Maureen Johnson. Look, Dan, I'm just trying to find out what is going on here in New York City. <laughs> this is why we normally record midday because things happen in the morning. Yeah, things happen in the morning. Anyway, our cult. Back to our cult. Well, we'll also make sure that you get plenty to eat, plenty to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, we will not do that thing where, uh, so eventually it'll start off, because no one joins a cult, but we're letting you know up front it's a cult, but like it's one that you help run, so it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. uh, it's a feature, not a bug. And um, there usually there's the centralized figure. Now you have the beard. So he's probably going to be beard. Yeah, it's a, the beard is a big thing. Like a guy yeah, with a beard. Yeah, you wear kind of flowy Stevie Nicks stuff. So mm. that's also a thing. Right. We had a, it's, you can have the two. You can have the the two leaders. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, between us. And I think we got the, you know, the energy. Sure. You got the beard. I'll get the, you know. We have the energy of some 
genial urban wizards, you know, like we're going to yeah. bring your, um, eventually they break up all marriages and things like that. We're not going to do that. You know, that's, that's, yeah. you know, that's these a lot are the of work. The, the actual cults Nothing to this else. Everyone has to break up and be married to me instead. Like that's always the move they eventually make. And then yeah. they marry like that 50 just sounds people. exhausting. It's not great. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of cult leaders, I think, are are ultimately just kind of hassled just to death yeah. by everybody. Like, tell me what to do at all times. <laughs> Ours is going to be, you know, do whatever. Just, long, like just be it. nice to everybody. If you're dirt, if you're dirt bag, you got to go. It's <laughs> good. Those are good cultish tenants, I think. But don't tell. I think our main rules don't tell us about the news. <laughs> And then eventually we'll form a band, you know, like there's a, it's usually like a bad, you know, acoustic guitar mm. singing. Uh, that's not ours. Yeah, we could do better. Yeah, we'll do better. I think we could do better than that. Um, and uh, yeah, and so we'll get our big house, we'll grow vegetables, um, take naps freely, stuff like that. So it's all going to be good. It's never not worked. Yeah, it's foolproof. Listen, Dan. No the only cult thing that has been started with good intentions has had anything but good things happen to them. Counterpoint, Dan. Mostly yeah. they start and they are really good for a while and then they go down. Yeah. But that means their enemy is time. There is no time now. We're on, you know, we're on the march. So like, don't worry. <laughs> That's not going to be an issue. <laughs> I like it. The time is right. For cults, good cults. <laughs> the time is right, Dan. I like it. I like it. And if you like it, <laughs> you can support this says who's cult by going to patreon.com slash says who. We're also not going to take all your money. No, but five or ten dollars a month. You get bonus content. Okay, I guess we are going to take your money. <laughs> $10 also gets you a sticker. <laughs> We're a cheap cult. As these things go, we don't cost as much as Scientology. No. No, not at all. Not at all. Patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that's H-E-Y at says who podcast.com. Hey. Like this. Hey. 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 You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord, whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe, please leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts or wherever it is that you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, May 25th. Somehow May is almost over. It's summer. I know. I mean, it's just I, I, how. I don't know, but I will I will say it again, Maureen. Yesterday I inflated my inflatable couch and I sat outside and I read after work hours and it was the best. It has been the weather here has been so shitty up until last week. And then it got real hot, but now it's like perfect. Nice. And it was so great to finally be able to just sit outside lounge, read a book. It was awesome.
I'm reading a book right now published in 2009. Brag. Used. Humble brag. uh, About MySpace back when literally the subtitle is something like it, it refers to it as the biggest website in the world. You're really staying on top of things. (laughs) Yeah, it is is wild to read. It is truly a wild book to read because it is so like, I I think I'm in chapter two or three and they refer to uh, how dominant MySpace is, that it is, it gets twice as many visits in a month as its next closest competitor, Facebook. I'm like, wow. Wow. It is like, it was like breaking open a time capsule. I kind of love it. Anyway, I was sitting out in the sun reading about MySpace. Reading about MySpace. <laughs> it was awesome. Dan Sinker always keeping his finger on the pulse. That's the thing. Got to know. Got to know what the next big thing is. Join us for what are, what are we? Uh, next Wednesday, May 25th, for our next episode from my basement in Chicago. I am Dan Sinker. From MySpace here in New York City. Whoa! Dingity dong. I'm Warren Johnson. Yeah, I know. Look at that. You just did it. I was I was settling in for a long ride and suddenly the ride was over. This has been Says Who. When you nail it, you nail it then. You're done. When you just when you do something as just classy as that. Stick a fork in it. That's right. It's over. Done. Over. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>